it takes away the like the me 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 part of my business and say like I'm actually a soldier for humanity. I want to just go and like I can c contribute to all these people that need it, and all I got to do is just sell a house, which I love doing anyways. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Hello, everybody. Hi. That's hello. my new intro. It's an it's an uncomfortable Hi. hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Level Up once again. I'm Daniel here with Katie with one of, if not the favorite guest this show has ever had. And am I wrong in saying this is the first repeat guest we've ever had? I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel very honored to be here again. Thank you guys. Oh my Ralph, Ralph, tell everybody who you are. I mean, I was All gonna right. give you a long I was gonna give you a long intro, but you know don't what? Give me an intro. No, if you don't Jump know, right you're about to potatoes. know. People are driving somewhere right now. They're on a treadmill and they just set like their goal of how long they're gonna be doing something. And by the end of it, they're gonna say, I worked out my body and I worked out my mind because of the level up podcast. So uh so I'm Ralph Ciancio and I'm a realtor here. My office is located in Markham. It's basically York region, Markham, Stouffville, Richmond Hill. Been selling real estate for 15 years now. I'm the broker record uh, of, of a small office on Main Street, Unionville. And if you're ever in the area, come on by. We'll make you feel right at home. Grab a Starbucks mm -hmm. or an ice cream. Main Street, Unionville is amazing in the summer. It's nice all year round. But uh, And of course, I've known Dan and Katie for uh, for decades you could say we could say decades we're at that no, that's point scary. now which is yeah. weird decades. and they honestly they haven't aesthetically have not changed not one <laughs> at all it's unbelievable i don't know if they're drinking oxygen at night or they have chambers that they sleep in but they they look amazing uh, we and embalm ourselves we embalm ourselves <laughs> i did oxygen for the first time actually this year at at uh, realtor quest i don't want to plug another yeah. event but yeah i did it was it's gimmicky. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was my first time. It smelled good. It tasted. Do you taste through your nose? It felt like I was tasting something through my nose. But anyway, and uh, well, thank you for that. I don't know if aesthetically, I've never been referred to as aesthetically not changing. Well, I want to, I, I said that really because I think I would, character wise, you've been the same people, but you've done so much more over the last 20 plus years, right? Uh, you guys were great people. You guys were trailblazers from, you know, from the, even from high school all the way through to university and then in, into your professional careers. But as parents, as professionals, as realtors, you guys have definitely leveled up. Like the name is not just a name. Like it's a, it's a real thing for you guys. You guys have leveled up constantly. And um, yeah, I, I, I applaud what you've created. I applaud the community, you know, within your brokerage, but also within uh, within the online community. You've got some great followers and and we respect your time. Oh, gee, Ralph, that's so sweet. Yeah, we still have time to change the topic of the like we could just let him keep going yeah, for yeah, like exactly. 45 minutes. Yeah, what were guys. we talking about? Honestly, when yeah. you guys announced that you were opening up your office, I was so excited for you. I was like, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I if I told you this. I may have mentioned last time that 
you guys had a grand opening and I bought a cake and I was supposed to bring it to a cake. I had a wedding just like a block away. So I found this like gluten-free, something that Katie could eat that was like, you know, a cake. $500. Yeah. And uh, like bars running late for the wedding. I didn't even get to bring it. So in my head, we left it in the car and I can't bring you like gluten-free. I still cake. have it. I hope you Healthy still have stuff it. Last we would have still eaten it, but that's okay. Yeah. The thought so that I still counts. owe you a cake. I owe you a cake. <laughs> No, no, All you good. just paid off that. You cake being with what here you just is, said. A, is your gift. That's true. You are the gift. You You're done gift. talking about us. We we get to talk about you now. Yay! Right. So <laughs> wonderful person, you. Well, I mean, this this is potentially going to, uh, I guess, progress or digress into a bit of a love fest because oh. there is good reason for why we want to keep talking to you beyond just a friendship, which is the empire and i don't use that lightly that you are building the right way i think that is what is most inspiring about the work that you're doing with your team that successful real estate yes lots of great things in terms of transactions and numbers and all those things but you've done it all with integrity you continue to do it with integrity with fun with positivity and spreading the right message and that was a big reason why today we wanted to talk to you because you do so many things outside of the transaction that are so good for your community, conceivably so good personally and for your team. And just for, dare I say, humanity at large, that's how big this is. You okay. are just a great person and it reflects in the work that you do. And that's what we're talking about today is the importance of giving back, the importance of building community, and who better person to talk to than yourself to tell us all the great things you do, why you do it, when it started, where it is, and where it's going. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the uh, uh, you know the opportunity to kind of share some thoughts, of course, and I think that you know mutually the three of us, and I know the rest of your group as well. Where you know I use again the term level up. That's what you're trying to do is trying to level up the industry. And by no means do I you know, want to sit here on, on, on the call on a soapbox saying this is what you should do and this is the right way. By, by all means, I'm learning and growing every single day. And I think that there's a million ways to be right. Um, so I, I, I'm happy to be open and share. I, I don't believe that anything is really ours, even ideas. Um, ideas don't belong to us. It's, it's something that's just in the universe and we just get to use them. Uh, so I'm happy mm -hmm. to share anything that I'm doing that, you know, I found value in and, uh, you know, even share some of the inspiration and what kind of drove me into the path that I'm in now, um, which is, you know, all about helping people. That's essentially what we do. We help people. I mean, we do it through selling real estate. That's the business model is, you know, um, helping people sell their home and find a great home to live in. But, you know, the core of it is it's got to be altruistic. It's, you know, service of others. I think that's the reason we're on earth, to be honest, is uh, just to help each other individually we're all you know essentially worthless for for humanity individually but when we work together as a, as a community you see things like you know chat gtp everyone's talking about it man it's gonna change the world well man there's millions and millions of people that have contributed to the creation of chat gtp whether it's making electricity or um people that work in the cafeteria at google or like all these other like there's so many people that are involved with this one thing that could you know hopefully level up the whole world Mm 
Yeah. And when you put it like that, I, I love that because, you know, sometimes you can get caught up so much in the little details and the annoyances that come with our job. But when you really look at it at the highest level, that we're really just there to help people and guide people through a really big life change. Um, it really helps all of those little annoyances to go away so quickly. And um, if we can all approach it like that, I think it, it, I mean, we'll all make the world a better place. So we know that like, even just chatting with you, I think just opens our eyes to really what's more important in, in the day-to-day -day than just being annoyed with our clients or with other agents or whatever it might be. So yeah. Um, maybe if you want to chat, start ch about, start to look. Can't really talk today. So chat RCH right chart, now. Chat, chat, what? <laughs> what am I talking about? Chat GDP. I just need chat GPT to make me up some questions. But anyway, um, maybe if you can start by letting us know how you started in the path of, of giving back um, when you started in real estate. Was it something you st started immediately or was it a, a slower progression? Yeah, I would say, I mean, in terms of giving back, there's a couple of different ways, lenses you could look at. Number one would be uh, you know, community-based. Uh, another one would be, you could say, giving back to clients. Um, and then, you know, I think there's a philanthropy component as well. When you say giving back, that's kind of the anchor that people think, right? Giving bank back and people think of charity and philanthropy. And you know, when I started selling real estate about 15 years ago, um, you know, I, I, I tried my best to contribute to different charities as I could. Um, and then at one point I made the decision that, you know, one of the charities that we would look after would be the uh, Sick Kids Foundation at Sick Kids Hospital. And, you know, through Remax, I've been a Remax broker for 15, well, I haven't been a broker the whole time, but uh, I've been Remax the entire career. And they have a program where they can just basically siphon a little bit of your uh, commission before they pay you, the money's go to this pool, which is sent off to Sick Kids Hospital. And, you know, that made it really, really easy. And I think I started off with like, might've been $50 or $100 per transaction, something like that. And, um, for me, I thought of it as, and in, in in our business, I mean, we know because we're behind the curtain, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, it, it goes like that. Like, it could you, that that could be nothing. That could be reprinting feature sheets. That that's it, you know. Uh, and so I thought, I'm I'm spending money on all these little trinkety things in my business, but philanthropy wasn't one of them. So I'd started off at every transaction, the first monies go straight to Sick Kids Hospital. And that's been a, a mantra that I've had for you know, a number of years now. To date, we've donated over $100,000 to Sick Kids Hospital. And um, you know, I'm really proud of that because you know, it's the first money. It's like really ultimately what I'm saying is if there's profit left over, I'll take it. But I'm doing this for the good of others. And, and, I, and obviously there's profit left over. We are a business, but the mindset is give first and then take after as opposed to give it to me and I'll give later because, you know, the wealthy barber, you know, you guys have read the wealthy barber for sure. So they say, pay yourself first. You know, they say save 10% of your money right off the top of the paycheck. It's because if you, if you save after you've spent your money, there's no money to save. And the same is true with giving. I believe it's a lot easier to just take it off the top. And, um, yeah. And it's a, it's a great organization that I mean the sick kids network or children's miracle network. Um, is, is a, a great organization and, you know, they give me a platform to, to talk to agents as well about why we, we do care about the, the future of the organization and help support them. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people ask me if I, you know, if I was a sick kid or if I had a sick kid or, um, which is the kind of a term of someone that went through the hospital system. And what really got me excited about the sick kids hospital or, or you know, supporting them best we could. My daughter, Isabella, who was about three and a half at the time. Uh, did I ever share the story with you guys? Before? I think no. so. No. Sometimes I, 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 don't, I go into loop. So uh, the story that got me excited about Sick Kids Hospital when my daughter was three and a half years old, um, Isabella and Julian went to go get ready for a shower. Julian was just under two years old. And um, Maria and I were just getting the dishes ready after dinner. Of course, they're naked. They're having fun. They start jumping on the bed. Julian pushes Isabella off the bed, falls back, lands on her arm, snaps her humorous bone. Comes downstairs screaming, of course. And I had no idea what happened. Uh, She's screaming my arm, my arm. And for some reason, the playback of every sports movie in my life runs through where like the coach is holding onto the arm. And I wanted to just, I thought it was dislocated. I was just going to give it a a tough jerk. Yeah. Like just count backwards from three. And I went three, two. And I was just, I squeezed her arm to, to pull it into place. And a voice in my head said, don't do that. And so I literally stopped, put a towel over her, drove her over to my local hospital, which is a great hospital as well. Markham Stovall Hospitals, full of great people, but they're not specialized for a three and a half year old, you know, and, and the details. So after running to emerge with my daughter in my arms, they're like, you better go to sick kids. Put her in the car, almost broke my speedometer, you know, mm-hmm. getting down to the hospital, you're freaking out. And, mm-hmm. um, they, you know, the, the care was amazing. And this contour for, for her it was perfect. And so fast forward two days later, a couple of surgeries, a couple of steel bars and some screws, uh, time to discharge. And as we leave, Isabella says, daddy, do we have to go? And I said, yeah, no. time to go. she goes, this was the best day of my life. No. And I thought this was <laughs> the worst day of my life. Like you're telling me you <laughs> loved it. And uh, so when I realized that they turned such a horrible experience and in the scope of things, a broken arm is not the end of the world, but to be able to turn such a negative from the point of view, from the patient to say, this was amazing. I was like, Oh, geez. Like I contribute in a position of thanks saying like, I don't have to be there. I'm lucky. I'm blessed. Let me support the people that are stuck there that don't want to be there. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, there's so like, I mean, the personal connection is just, I mean, it's icing on top of what you, I mean, everybody looks at sick kids as an example, as a great first-class organization. You hear the stories when you live it, like what a great thing it is to be able to know that now a function of what you do is consistently giving back and saying, thanks. Like you said, like, I, I guess it doesn't feel like charity as much as it does. It's, it's part of really what, like your family has a connection. Right. And I think a lot of people, when they dig deep, regardless of personal circumstances, have connections and have things that mean a lot to them. And so this isn't a shaming type episode saying you need to do this, you need to give this there, or you need to give dollars at all. Right. I think we all have a finite amount of all of our resources, dollars, time, you name it. But find what you care about and realize there's things bigger than yourself because you've had experiences or you know things or feel things that mean something to you. And I think that's a great example of doing that. 
For sure. And the, the way that it drives my my business, because I mean, in this, essentially, I imagine that somebody on an elliptical or somebody on track is stuck in traffic is thinking, how does this relate, you know, to to, to business or um, entrepreneurism or, um, you know, whatever drives you. And, and I use this as kind of like a jet fuel for me. This business is a grind. I mean, you guys have been in it long enough. Like mm-hmm. there are some easy days, but not a lot of easy days. Like there's a lot of tough days. And especially like, I love the reset of the calendar. I love January. Cause like you can create anything you want for the next year. And I'm setting these goals. I'm thinking why, like, why do I need mm-hmm. to sell another home? Why do I need to help a client buy it? Like why do more? And my thoughts are, well, if I do more than the hospital is getting more, other charities we work for get more. So it's like, it takes away the, like the me, me, me part of my business and say like, I'm actually a soldier for humanity. I want to just go and like, I can c- contribute to all these people that need it. And all I got to do is just sell a house, which I love doing anyways. So yeah. it's kind of this like vicious circle of like, I want to do more for others. And in doing so, like I get to help other people by selling their home. So it's like, I'm doing both. I'm helping you and that helps them. So I, I feel happy. I feel fulfilled and it, it gives me motivation and drive yeah, and purpose. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's huge too, especially day to day, just keeping that in mind and remembering that um, just drives you even more in terms of um, other aspects of giving back. Like what are some of your favorite things that you do now to, to give back? So it's a dangerous one. Because uh, I know as soon as I mention it, my 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 phone and DM will, will blow up. Is we do a lot of um, sponsorship of teams, sports teams, mm. and you know, I kind of I chuckle. I mean, my my viewpoint on real estate marketing or realtors marketing is probably a little bit different than maybe what's uh, mainstream. Uh, I believe we have too much ego in our industry as a whole, and I think I'd love to see more, um, you know, contribution in other ways as opposed to just me, me, me. Um, like, you know, I, I see so many hockey ranks with realtors advertisements on the boards. I would rather sponsor the jersey or not even be on the jersey, just sponsor the kids. Like mm-hmm. if I'm gonna be if, if my brand exists in a hockey arena, I want it there to support the kids playing, not on the boards around so that the parents call me to sell their house. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Like we can yeah. have two realtors, one of them is advertising them, and the other one's supporting the community. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a crazy way of thinking of it, right? Yeah. It's it's a true connection. Like there's actual meaning behind it. And there's nothing wrong with people who are putting their name on the board, but you're right. They're buying marketing. They're not contributing to a cause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's like um at I mean, I, I was meeting this week with the university and the fundraising that they do. And it's the same thing. People can contribute and they can put their name on a classroom, which does definitely further the institution, but then there's the guy who starts a scholarship and meets the kid who got his scholarship. Like how impactful is that, that this kid got to go to school because of your contribution versus again, nothing wrong with being one of many donors, but I agree with you. Like the connection and the meaning behind it definitely counts for a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually held a, uh, a scholarship at Guelph. Uh, my alma mater, alma mater, is that the right word? My my university uh, through my program. Which where is, I uh, went. Where I went, that school that educated me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so we did it through my uh, housing and real estate management program. Um, and we we oh, had cool. a, a scholarship for a number of years. Then COVID hit, and we kind of stopped. We need to revitalize that. But uh, we have a meeting like next month. Um, mm -hmm. But it was really it was fulfilling to say I was once in your shoes, and uh, yeah. I understand that you know we can maybe open a door for someone that may need some help. Right. Sure. I was waiting. I was waiting for him to say. I actually have my name on a classroom at Guelph. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where you're going with that. To the arena too. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, and, I, and I'm actually on the boards. All that stuff just sounded good to say at the yeah. time. So now I actually feel terrible about myself. Uh, none of those. None of so those do you do you find it hard? Like, do you, I mean, I would imagine there's a lot of people reaching out to you and asking for you know support or or help or whatever it is. Do you find it hard to say no to people? Like, how do you place for limits sure. or? How do you, you know, position yourself each year or how, I don't know how often you kind of reevaluate how you're giving back, but I, I, I know it can be hard to, you can kind of feel like you're spreading yourself thin it, sometimes. So how do you strategize? Yeah, it is hard. And I mean, I, I look at it in terms of, you mentioned Dan, that there's finite resources and, you know, depending on, you know, how many people are, are asking for donation and what the donations are for. We try our best to, to, to help out. Um, sometimes we can't, but then what I'll do is I'll introduce them to somebody that may be able to. So I always try mm -hmm. to say, well, I might not be the right guy right now. I'm sorry, but you know, so-and-so would be. And, okay. uh, you know, just like anything else, when you get into a, a circle of, of people that have kind of similar values, you, we kind of know each other. And if I say, hey, listen, you know, this young team needs something or this, uh, mm. The reality is we there's so much, so many uh, needs out there and we try our best to help, but um, you know, we just got to carry on, got to sell more homes, help more people. Yeah. But uh, another thing we did that was really cool, we um, and I'm actually really proud of, is we built a school in Africa, uh, in Uganda. Oh, wow. So, um, and it's funny how, and, I, and I've heard you guys talk about the idea of kind of a manifestation or kind of getting your, your head right and it kind of creates in the universe. This has been on my bucket list for a while. And primarily because I have no connection to Africa personally. Um, and, you know, this is just pure giving, trying to help somebody that would never, ever be able to repay me. Like, I want nothing from this, right? Um, and so I was, was chatting with a friend of mine who's involved with a, a, a build in Uganda. And we split the cost of building a new school and orphanage. Um, hmm. So they, they would send us a Facebook update, like a picture with them as they're like setting out the bricks and then watching these kids come in and out of the school. And, you know, it was super cool, like to feel like, hey, we created something out there uh, is really, uh, and you, you see the smiles on the kids' faces. And hopefully it's not just for, for uh, donor picks. I hope that they, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. there's a backdrop with a picture of an orphanage. Like there's a studio. Bring them in for the two o'clock photo Smile. shoot. Smile. No, no, no. You look too happy. Look like you still need more. Look like you still need more. Okay. Okay. You're good. That's awesome though. Like that is just. No kidding. Oh, wow. And, and, and the like most Oprah. important. You're like Oprah. No. You get a school. Oh man, you're right. Your phone is going to blow up. And now that you've said that when people, when you say no, you pass them to other people. Does that mean our phone's about to blow up too? Ralph sent them. Ralph sent me. Probably. <laughs> He said he reached his orphanage quota. She's fantastic. Don't talk to Dan. He's yeah. Talk to her. Talk to me. I'm 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 the cheapskate. Yeah. Yeah. You have better luck with me. I'm like yeah. I got I got something here. I could give you like a pen. Maybe I can give you a pen. A couple pens. You guys. You guys do a. You guys do a lot of charity work. You guys do a lot of community work. I know that you are altruistic in nature. 
I mean, is there anything that you want to share? Like, I mean, some inspiration on, on uh, I know obviously involvement in RICO, which is ultimately, um, you know, giving to others, trying to mm. improve the industry, which you may or may not benefit from, but you for sure others are benefiting from. Is there any other examples that you guys have that you want to you know, discuss? Yeah. I mean, I think like the last year we finally set up similar to how Remax does it, where our agents can donate a portion of their commissions to youth without shelter, which has always been a organization that's very near and dear to our hearts, just given that we do real estate. And also the organization is so incredibly, um, open to different ideas, different ways to give back and always willing to have us come through and do a tour and all that. And I, I like that local approach where you can actually see and see your impact, which is helpful. I mean, I don't want to be, you know, have a party for us, you know, to, because we're giving back, but we also, it's nice to see where it's actually going and how it's actually helping youth. So I think that's been a big goal of ours is to get something like that off the ground. And you're right when you're just, when it's part of a trade, it's not like, it's just kind of like, okay, you know, but it makes such a huge impact at like cumulatively when all of our agents are are going towards this one, one thing. And, um, so that's, that's been really big for us. That's awesome. exciting. Like watching, like we don't have a big thermometer on the wall or anything, but now that it's happening in such a automated and just it's a foregone conclusion that we're giving and everybody's giving and everybody's invested in it from understanding it like these numbers are bigger than they've ever been it used to be like one-offs like we need to come up with an idea to raise money for these folks we've got to throw a big event we got and we still do stuff like that but Mm. it is a lot it is a lot more i guess it's easier for everybody sort of just to do it that way And and the other thing like this month um Every June, uh, we support CAMH, which is the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, through uh, something called the Sunrise Challenge. The first week of June, our team all wake up with the sunrise. So everybody, and most of us are not early risers, we're up at like 5.30 in the morning, and we get on a Zoom call together and just talk serious talk about mental health. But as a team, one of our agents, Nadia, who's awesome, has spearheaded this, the captain of the team. And every year it blows me away because it's raising money by all means. Like the point is to raise money, but as a team and as individuals, we're closer to each other. We've learned about each other. It's been an opportunity to explore the actual concept of what this charity and this organization does, right? So we don't have a CAMH rep on the call with us, but it's however many people are able to wake up, 10 people, a dozen people, 15 people, there's tears, there's laughs. We're connecting with people who are, you know, we're all friends and family already as as a team here, but this is like next level. And every year we learn more about people. And every year we've got a couple of new agents who weren't here the year before and don't know what they're getting into. But I think as a very unintended benefit of giving back, it's the it's the outside stuff that happens. So, and not just building business, nothing like that. I mean, that happens too sometimes. It's great, like from that perspective, that people feel good supporting somebody who supports things. It's it's an it's another level to connect with people that isn't so transactional internally, not just externally. And I think that that's been really a nice byproduct that we didn't intend to have as well. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. And it seems like uh, you, you're also creating a framework for people to be open with each other, which also supports mental health, right? Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. that's, that's uh, huge. I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have that with your team too. Like the, the closeness, like you've got, how, how big is your team now? So right now we have uh, myself for sales to support okay. and a bunch nice. of auxiliary auxiliary um bodies you know whatever you, you've team, got staging and staging yeah, staging that kind team, of stuff, yeah. Team, cleaners like yeah we're probably 25 all together when you add up like these people that work with us on the regular but like here in the office that's where we're at right so, yeah and it's always good i mean that's the fabric of the company it's uh just trying to help people yeah right? no that's awesome it's really cool and i guess what you guys have done so successfully is you know they say birds of a feather flock together well at least you've you've been authentic in who you are you've been that way since day one i, I can i can tell you with certainty mm. i'm watching it and so you're attracting i imagine you're attracting people that are also like you because you've been so authentic yeah it's so much easier when it's organic even with like your own clients right like and I, i'm sure when you're giving back you you know you have people that are seeing you do that and because of that you're attracting those same people to want to work with you um in in various other ways which is a nice byproduct it's not the reason you do it but you know it's all kind of organically working really well together yeah what i found was every time that we we try to every time i try to do something and it's i'm the center of the focus like i'm the i'm the ben, the sole benefactor it's been so mm. hard but when mm -hmm. there's so many others that can benefit, whether it be my team, uh, the client, the community, uh, the charity, it's a lot easier to find a little bit more in the gas tank. Yeah. And, and one of the best ways to get motivated uh, for the next year, um, it's been a tradition we've, we've been doing for some time, is we'll have a brunch at SickKids Hospital in their cafeteria, which sounds mm -hmm. glamorous, but it's really uh, Tim Hortons. They have a Tim Hortons in like the front vestibule. And I'll go with my family and I'll go with my team and we'll um we'll just have a coffee and a bagel in the front vestibule. Nice. And we're all yeah. literally we leave there within tears. Like you see these, mm. you know, sad stories, great stories too, but you know, a three or five year old kid walking around with a chemo bag and these mm. things that are what are called bravery beads. And it looks like Mardi Gras, like they're just loaded with these necklaces they get every time they do something difficult in the hospital whether it's a tough surgery or a painful procedure they get these bravery beats and you see these little mm -hmm. kids walking around with that bag and i thought man like this is not right like you know they need help yeah. right yeah uh, well and it puts things into perspective too like totally right like you get so wrapped up in your own life not realizing that there's so many other people out there that need so much more help than than we do does that like does that like how, how do you, um, like what's your approach with gratitude? Is that something you, you try to, uh, be aware of or like, how does that work yeah. in your life? I would say definitely. I mean, this is, you know, gratitude could be a mindset, but could be also actions as well. Right. Mm. You can say yeah. thank you, or you can show thank you. Right? right. And I'm thankful for the universe. Like I, I feel like I'm extremely blessed. I did, like I never forget that. And mm. even on the hardest days, I think of how lucky I am. And, you know, yes, of course, everyone's got some challenges and adversities for sure, but like everyone's got them, but I've got so many check marks, like, like I have to give, I like, and it's funny because, you know, I was explaining to my kids the idea of giving and, and the idea of kind of a, an abundance mindset versus a, a scarcity yeah. mindset. And I said, you know, there's basically the, the story of, 
uh, a pond uh, is basically as water come in and then it, it doesn't go out and it turns into a swamp. And if you mm. drink that water, you die. It's dirty. It's where crocodiles live. You can't see through it. But a river is also water and it just has an inlet and an outlet. Mm. Only difference between a, a you know swamp and a, and a river is an inlet and an outlet. And that water you can drink from, it's clear. It's like the freshest water in the world. And so I think with, with the idea of giving is that when we talk about, and you can talk about money or time or thought or focus, any, any framework, you know, the more we give, I believe it opens up the inlet for receiving. Mm. And, you know, I, that's just what I've done in, in, you know, 42 years. That's how I've run my life. And I don't really want to tweak it because I'm scared that if I shut off the giving, then the blessings may stop too. It may. I'm not sure. I'm not going to risk it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you laid out the blueprint also for people, like for those out there who are just starting or who are saying I'm too young or I'm too new or I don't make enough or whatever the, the, the reason that people are telling themselves, first of all, again, not just money, it's mindset. But when you talked about how you approach it, it's also not, take care of me and then figure it out. It becomes part of the plan. And like with anything, building in what you want to commit and what you're going to put into place that becomes part of your system makes it so doable and understandable in a way that you're not thinking about, am I going to have enough? You're already knowing, here's what I'm able to do because I've set out to do it and I'm still going to have plenty left. It's not... It's not, you know, I can't do this because there isn't anything left. It'll be left after you've already committed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find a way to make do, right? Yeah. And, and that's where the, the drive comes from, right? It's a necessity is the, uh, you know, the driver of, of, um, of progress, right? And of innovation. It feels so. good. Like we're, we're telling people it feels good. Like this isn't out of necessity or out of guilt or anything like that. It is it's a good positive thing to do. Sure. Like this serves you well. If you are completely self-interested and this doesn't make sense to you, it serves you and your selfishness as well. You will feel good about giving. And like you said, I don't remember if it was when we were live or prior to it. I think it was during this when we were just talking about being a part, like being a small part of such a big universe where that's why we're here. Like, why are we here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And individually, yeah. individually, we, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to make an impact as an individual, but as a sum, as a community, as a tribe, as a, you know, as a society, we can definitely make a, a bigger impact when we work together. You know, we talk yeah. about the idea of, uh, of giving and sometimes people think of it in the monetary sense. And, you know, I, I've said in the past, you know, if you, if we work, for example, 200 days or 220 days in a year, Basically, each day is about a half a percent of your year. Every day you wake up is, every day you go to work is half a percent. So if somebody called me and said, hey, Ralph, can you come and build um, a playground for a charity? I can't today. I'm sorry. I've got commitments. I, I can't go. But if I could go, I would be giving half a percent of my one year's output. But if I donated half a percent of what I've earned in the year, that's the same thing as giving one day. Like this year to date, I have not built any elementary school playgrounds like ah, it sucks i would love to Get on it uh, on but it. i but if i if i give a half a day's worth of uh sorry half a percent worth of 
um, revenue, that's the same thing. Instead, I couldn't be here, but I set my money, right? right and yeah. you look at, okay, well, what's 1%? Well, that's like if you gave two days of, of work for a charity. And what's two days for, for youth, uh, you know, homeless youth, like contributing mm -hmm. there, like yeah, you given two days of work. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally I mean, agree. Well, so like, what is on the bucket list for you for, um, this for coming up, like for giving back for community, for, yeah, for that kind of that's stuff? That's a great question. That's a great question. I don't have a, a bucket list. I wish I had this big, huge vision. Like I want to cure blindness or something that's like i don't have that 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 set why i mean you have to do a bit of digging um i like where your mindsets are in terms of homeless youth i think it's a pretty mm -hmm. big issue um yeah. you know when i was in high school we did some work with homeless youth through the out of the cold program um oh, yeah. helped in a soup kitchen and mm -hmm. um it was tough i had some of my scariest moments in my life just in those and like in that is this in a church basement hmm. but um you know i can't imagine i got to go home like yeah. for the kids I had to sleep there it's not it's not that nice and yeah. sometimes we we walk by someone on the street and we say oh like you're here because you choose to be here you know my friends scott and stoop they wouldn't tell you that we were um in high school my wife and i we were in the same uh class in in our, our last year and we had to do a, a project on homeless youth so we went down to the um uh the homeless shelter uh just on gerard just next to the big slice and we brought a video camera like suburban kids and we want to do a video of like homeless yeah we're <laughs> 18 at the time and of course everyone scattered right but we had these well received yeah. <laughs> yeah scott and stoop uh i made a deal with them i said i'd buy you lunch if you guys would do this interview with us and hmm. scott and stoop and they were probably one was 17, one was 19. And they told us their story about, you know, how they ended up on the street. And wow. uh, Emery and I still talk about it. I mean, Scott and Stoop, like they had a rough go. Children's aid, foster homes. Finally, they left because they felt like living on the street was a safer place to be. Hmm. Let that sink in. When you see someone on the road, someone sleeping with like five sleeping, like, like they're there because they think that's the safest place for them to be, you know? And I'm walking to my Leafs game and I'm like, oh, don't look. Like, don't make eye contact. Yeah. You know? Such a yeah, weird, exactly. weird, weird world we live in. It's true. I you know. know. Yeah. And I'm at the ACC. I'm like, I think I'm entitled to the Platinum Lounge. I should, I should get popcorn. I should get, and in the meantime, I stepped over a guy who's yeah. sleeping outside and I'm entitled popcorn and he's sleeping outside it's crazy world it's crazy yeah it really is true it's true it's yeah. all about perspective and all of us always need to take a step back and just have a bit of a reality check you know like you're never going to get the whole story from everybody you're never going to understand where other people are but there's a difference between making an effort to try to and just mm -hmm. pretending there isn't a problem or it's not your problem and not every issue needs to be solved by each one of us all the time, right? Like this isn't, again, like I feel like when you have talks like this, people get scared off by the the implied guilt associated with it. It's not about that, but it's about identifying that there's a world outside of yourself. And I think we all have a responsibility to find our place within where we can help that. Yeah. 
That's inspiring. And you guys have a, a bucket list? Is there something, uh, uh, a mission you're trying to accomplish or see the change in the world? I mean, I, I speaking for how, we, I mean, well, well, this year, I mean, I think the really vague goal has been doing more than we did the year before. It's kind of like a constant progression to improving what we believe we're capable of. Right. I think, I, I think a risk, at least I've seen is diluting your attention to too many things and feeling like, yeah. cause I think when you feel you need to be everywhere or say yes to everybody, you, you dilute your impact or your mm -hmm. potential impact. Maybe not. I mean, I, I don't have anything against someone who gives 10 bucks to everybody who comes by, but I think to your point with sick kids and all that, I think finding a connection and really feeling where you can make an impact or where you can tangibly see that what you're doing is making a difference. That that's impactful on a personal level. Yeah. But again, I, I mean, that's just, that's just me. Katie's like, nah, man, I want to give to everybody. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And I think it's, as you said, like you've got limited resources. So you want to be careful also with where you're choosing to, um, put your resources. I think for me, like one of the high, like the more, the bigger goals, like I've always been, you know, just supporting girls and like, you know, empowering them. Like that's always been something that I've always really been interested in. So maybe exploring that a little bit more, maybe when I've got a bit more time, um, to just understand how I can be more involved in that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a great question. I think it's just, there's always something, right? So it's just a matter of figuring out what drives you and what you really are, are inspired by and, and kind of going through that. And I'd say that if it's something that has been kind of nagging at you or just kind of in your thought process for such a long time, then it obviously is something that you should act on. Um, doesn't have to be immediately, but definitely starting the putting the wheels in motion and figuring out ways that maybe you can give back to that certain cause or, or area. And I think, you know, anyone that's listening out there may find some, um, like a pause or uncertainty on, well, nothing really speaks to me, or I don't really know, mm. what I, but I would say just try something and then let it yeah. like, listen to it. Don't wait for it to speak to you, try and see how that feels. And I mean, yeah. you could your 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 focus you know as often as you like um well that's yeah, it as it goes specific in real estate i i've always thought it was funny that realtors will put their face on literally everything we can we'll spend money like there's agents <laughs> I, I know agents personally that spend more than one million dollars in outdoor marketing you know yeah. you know we think about how many buses and bus shelters you know have a realtor's face on it and i thought if you get hit by a bus ironically but like something happens to you like nobody's gonna remember the bus. No one's gonna remember the mm -hmm. bus shelter. Like you're gone. Mm -hmm. But yeah. what was the, what was the impact of your money that you you spent? Well, you spent it on advertising your, yourself, and that's gone. Whereas if you gave to a kid who's you know needed a month's rent and and was stuck in homelessness, and you chipped in and instead of spending a thousand dollars on being on the bus for one month, you gave that thousand dollars to a kid. You may have you may have shaped someone's whole life kid who's you know? sleeping in the bus shelter you're putting your yeah. face on how about you take your face off it and change that kid's life absolutely and mm -hmm. one one thing that as we're talking i don't know how relevant this is or not but i'll say it anyway because i started the thought we talk yeah. about giving back and i think 
inherent in giving back is that something had to impact you in order to give, like you're returning the favor. You're thanking somebody, which is in a lot of the examples we're giving. I mean, there's things that we've been able to identify that, but giving in general is really the key, right? You don't need to, it doesn't need to be rooted in somebody did something for me or something impacted me. Therefore, I feel I owe a favor, right? It's about identifying a need that might have nothing to do with you to Ralph's point, right? Like anything, whatever it is, something that speaks to you and do something about it and just see how it makes you feel. I think uh, I'd be shocked if it didn't make everybody who tries to do something helpful feel good. Like good deeds mm -hmm. feel good to do full stop. Mm -hmm. Great. I think. So yeah. okay, fi final words, Ralph, I want, I want <laughs> you to close us out here with, I mean, you've been dropping wisdom nuggets top to bottom here. So I'm going to keep rambling while you think you've got your pondering face on. I want you to ponder. <laughs> I haven't even been good. I use all my good, my good. Yeah, like, man, that river story was where we should have closed. That was such <laughs> a good enough. river. That is true. That was good. Pond. I was talking about a pond. Did I, did I say that one already? I said that already. Okay. Okay. It, I, thought, I, I thought you had a different pond one. <laughs> I know, oh, like, is this another pond? That would have been so No, fun. no pond. See, uh, I got one pond story. Okay, how about a uh, book recommendation? Oh, great question. Um, book recommendation, um, I mean, seems relevant based on this conversation would be uh, Start With Why, Simon uh, mm. Sinek. Yeah. Um, you know what? I've been listening to and reading uh, Ninja Selling as well. I mean, for any of the agents. So That's really good. Do you guys ever do any ninja? I've read it. It's that's such a good book. I really liked it, but we haven't done any of the, I know there's like courses or installments or stuff like that. Installation. Installation. That's it. I just want to do an installation. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I bring my team over. We can do a, I don't know how many you need for an installation. Um, but it's basically a one day seminar where they um, walk you through some of the principles in the book. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see what, what else I have on my audible. I love audible because I get to, Listen yeah. steady. Uh, do you guys have one that you want to share? A book. Um, let me pull up my Audible. <laughs> Neither of us are prepared for the question. I, no, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to show you the book. That is my recommendation. Hold on one second. Um. Okay, I'd say the one I'm reading now, which is pretty good, or listening to. I take that back. The Four Disciplines of Execution. I don't know if you've. Okay. I don't or listen to that or the 12 week year, but that doesn't really have anything to do with giving back, but it's yeah. good. This is, this is the book everybody needs to read. Oh, very nice. The Cure for Stupidity. This man, Eric Bailey is a genius and it is speaking about using the actual science of the brain and psychology to explain the really stupid things we do in the workplace and with our colleagues. And it's speaking about things like it's very focused on diversity and inclusion and unconscious mm. bias and why we do what we do and don't realize what we're doing that is either hurtful, offensive, or just generally stupid in the workplace. I think it's a, it's a great read that everybody can connect with in a way that, again, won't make you feel guilty or bad about yourself. You'll just learn a couple things. Mm. All right. I got that on my list. I've got um, uh, Becoming Supernatural, Joe mm. Dispenza. Oh, I want to become supernatural. I know it's pretty crazy. Um, it's an interesting kind of uh, book about you could say spirituality, mind, body, soul. 
and how the human body's, you know, way more capable than any of us touch. Like, you know, our perception of how capable we are is like a, a per, not even a percentage of what we can actually do. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, "Can't Hurt Me" David Goggins. As oh well. yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. His his the Audible version of that was really good. Yeah, really wild. But, yeah, yeah. Cool story so yeah always great to chat with you guys this is uh yeah fun. thanks for coming we always love chatting with you as well and uh if you do want to reach out with ralph how do people get in touch with you um depends i guess if you're looking for us online i mean my professional handle is at ralph cnco homes um so you can just find us on social there if you want to send a dm or follow or um if you're looking to connect personally i know it's crazy to put your phone number on the internet but I'm all about giving. Do you guys put your phone numbers up? <laughs> I imagine you do. For sure you do. High five five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, you can, you can <laughs> I wonder where a, that goes. You can send a text to uh, 416-839-9253. And um, yeah, if you found some some inspiration or um, you know, new thoughts that came out of listening to this, I mean that means we've done a good job. That means it exactly. you know the purpose was achieved and you know yeah i'll tell you one one last kind of motivational or thought as we uh we wrap up is i was in uh in italy and i saw this beautiful advertisement it was a bristol like a uh, outdoor marketing and uh it was a piano with like just you could see the hands and there were mm -hmm. like eight or ten hands on this big piano and it said you know in, in italian it said together we can achieve more you know we mm -hmm. can we play better together and that's why, you know, the impact of, of collaborating with people like you and syndicating a message through the show, the Level Up show is, it's awesome because we don't know what impact we've made, right? Hopefully, mm -hmm. um, and if we, you know, inspired someone who inspires someone who inspires someone, then, you know, we can go to sleep yeah. tonight. Exactly. So, yeah. so what you're saying is our work is done now. <laughs> I'm going to take, take a this nap. Is called going leverage. to the bar. <laughs> now it's leverage. We're helping hundreds <laughs> of people right now. The torch has been passed. Thank you, everybody. Listen, you guys do great work in, in uh, everything. <laughs> I know you do a lot of work, um, obviously, for our real estate industry. I know you're driven to improve our industry, to level up our industry. And I applaud you. And I, I, I thank you for that. You're making the lives of realtors, uh, our, our, our industry for our clients, but for us as a profession, a little bit better every day. And we thank you. Oh, well, thanks, Got Ralph. You. We feel Once the same again. about you. You're very inspiring. Thank you so much.